0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast night here on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight you're listening to Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain. Breaking the Silence and Healing the Pain offers an open and candid dialogue platform in which you can discuss issues involving sexual abuse, emotional abuse, addiction, depression, just to name a few. Join us tonight with your host, Janoris... Tasha, Tammy, and Tony. Hello, everybody. My name is Charles Dudley, and I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. Sexual abuse, emotional abuse, addictions, and depression domestic violence. We are breaking the silence, healing the pain.
1: Let's
2: just put it out there. What do you think? Sex addiction. Is it a diagnosis or an excuse?
1: It's yes
0: depends on the person itself and what we define as sexual
1: addiction. All sexual addiction is not negative.
2: Our topic tonight will be marriage versus living together. Does a piece of paper make a difference? Oh,
1: wow! <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of marriage
2: are we
0: referring to here? Let's clarify that. <laughs> So, come on, you survivors, join us every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern so you can break the silence and heal the pain. Right here on SOAR.
1: This
3: is the soul of America Radio.
4: The host, please dial 323 784 9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host Worldwide Talk Radio. This is the soul of America Radio. And welcome back to Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain.
1: And we're not welcoming
0: you back. We're actually starting the show. I am Tony Stallings. I do it better. At least that's what they've been telling me for 50-some years. And welcome to another episode of Breaking the Silence and Healing the Pain. First thing I want to do is make sure everybody can hear me. So, um, Janoris, are you
2: there? I am here, Tony.
0: All right. And I'll make sure that Tammy is here. Tammy, can you hear me?
5: Yes, I'm here.
0: All right. And somebody said we got no sound. Let me make sure Mark Mark is not on. So, Tasha, can you hear me?
3: Yes, I can hear you. Hello, everyone.
0: Hey. Now, Mark, I need you to call back in. I know you're listening. I know you're listening because I hear you breathing. So, if you call back in, we'll go ahead and get you back in, Brother. Welcome to the show tonight. We got a hot topic. It's sexual addiction. Is it a diagnosis, or is it an excuse? Now, if you want to join in a conversation, you can go ahead and get you a spot by dialing three 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 seven eight four nine six three eight and pressing one. If you're listening online. You need to get on the phone because it's going to be hot, and we're going to need you to join us and talk to us about it because we got a good topic tonight, and uh, we're going to roll right into it. But I want to reach out again. If Mark, Anthony, if you're listening, call back, your call drops. Uh, if not, that's, 50, that's 75 push-ups. If you don't call back at this show, I think it's 75 push-ups.
1: So <laughs> what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and get this started.
0: Now, I can't wait to get into the topic, all right? And so um, after all of us talk, if if Mark Anthony don't call back, I'm going to call him from the switchboard. But here's the deal, and, and each one of us are going to speak, and we're going to introduce ourselves as Tasha did. Sexual addiction, y'all, okay? Now, I, I'm i just going to go and tell y'all, we, we've had some discussion on this. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, and um, what I want to say is, first of all, let me make sure that uh, Mr. Anthony is in. Um, Mark, are you there?
6: Yes, I'm here, Tony.
0: All right. There we go. <laughs> all right. We are complete. We are complete. We are, in, we are all complete. Okay, we're starting the show, Mark, and I'm about to start it off. Sexual addiction, diagnosis is excused. excuse. Now, now that I got some backup, I want to say that I did a lot of research on it and left it in the car. But I'm I'm <laughs> smart, and I'm going to go off the top of my head. Now, first of all, I wanted to bring out a small fact before I got into my version of is it a diagnosis or an excuse. Now, sex ain't wrong. Ain't no wrong with sex. Sex is good. I think we all can agree on that. It's, it's not evil. It's nothing to frown upon. It's nothing to hide. Now the only time sexual sex sex is bad, evil, frowned upon, and something to hide, and I caused a lot of disturbance by saying this last night, is outside of the marriage. Because according to the Bible, sex is an institution reserved for marriage, and if you can't hold yourself, Paul said it's better to marry than to burn. And then the seven is to burn meant something else too, but we're not going to go into that tonight. That's another show. (laughs) So <laughs> so I feel, I want to bring out there ain't nothing wrong with sex. Sex is normal. It's, it's biblical. It was given to us by our creator. But as a result of other evil forces working, it can be perverted. And my belief is once sex becomes perverted, once you started getting, I, I'm just going to say this, but I'm going to bounce back from this, once it gets outside of the marriage, and we start developing behaviors and habits that we can't control and become, in the words of my great con- uh, constituent, Tammy, we get obsessed.
1: So <laughs> point,
0: I, feel like, I feel like there's going to be a problem. And it can manifest itself in so many different ways. Now, I, uh, um, everybody, uh, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm kind of hesitant, but that's what the show is about, breaking the silence, healing the pain. Masturbation. Now, in the Bible, it doesn't have any, it doesn't speak on it one way or the other. Ain't nothing wrong. I, I personally don't feel there's nothing wrong with masturbation. Not that I do it. I mean, You know, I hate to have not said I do it, but <laughs> I don't think there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. And if I did, it was a long I time ago, you. right? So here at this point, go. I'm gonna wrap it up. We're gonna go around the room. Now, if it becomes chronic, and it, what I mean by chronic is, with men, you're developing uh, abrasions and sores on your penis. And and I'm I'm sorry. If you have uh, a sensitive <laughs> listeners, please use uh, use uh listener discretion uh, because we're gonna be in a frank topic tonight. It's not bad, but sensitive ears may interpret this differently. So if you got young ones, uh you may not want them to hear this if you know if they're of a younger age. I'm sorry I didn't say that before. So um, so go ahead and escort the little ones the little ones out of the room, you know, kids and
5: pets.
0: Now what <laughs> so so now what I'm saying is is that um it it, it 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 can become obsessive, even women. So my view of what to get into the topic is it an excuse or is it an, a, a, a diagnosis? I personally feel that anything that you attach the word addiction to is more than just an excuse. I, I think it's something that gets inside of your psyche and you become obsessed, like obsessive compulsive people. They don't want to count the two piles in the ceiling. They have to count the piles in the ceiling. And Tanner can tell you that. So yeah, I'm gonna shut off yes, and pass it on it. But I would like to say that I'm gonna get chewed off of what I said. Okay Janoris, what do you take on this?
2: Hi everybody, this is Janoris and the first thing I like to say is Tony twenty five push ups, doing your homework and leaving it in the car is not an excuse. So <laughs>
1: Get him,
2: girl. Get him. <laughs> All right. So right. I, I I've done my research and I have my notes and and I found some really interesting things in in doing this research. And so I looked online. I did some uh clinical research. I talked to a lot of people and the consensus is pretty um pretty much the same. But I, I'll tell you what I found. So when I was looking online to to see what type of tests were administered by uh, companies who uh, screen people for sexual addiction, they had a a number of tests. And so one in particular was the um, pathos test. And so in that test was a series of questions, six questions, and they asked about things about, whether or not you were preoccupied with sex. If sex kind of came into your mind all the time where it disturbed your work, where it was a constant part of what it was that you were doing, it kind of overtook your life to some degree. The other thing was if after you've involved yourself in different sexual relationships with different people, uh, if you felt ashamed about those um, interactions that you had with people.
1: It actually nope.
2: you had considered getting some type of treatment because you yourself felt somewhere inside your mind that, yeah, it might be something wrong with me. If your actions hurt other people, generally if you're in a relationship, a committed relationship, or if you're in a marriage and you're having all of these extramarital affairs with all kinds of different people, these types of actions That they were hurting the people that you Are married to or in their relationship With and if you felt like at any Point it was out of control And then if you felt You know sad and disappointed in yourself As a result of participating In these um, in these Affairs so When I look From a clinical standpoint And look at the Diagnostic and statistical manual because You know I'm in health care and Anything that has a diagnosis, you can pretty much bill for it. And so for places who treat people with sexual addictions, they have to bill insurance companies generally uh, for payment. But it it came to my attention that the American Psychiatric Association made a decision to omit sexual addiction from the the DSM-5. And therefore, they can't bill for insurance companies, won't. Reimbursed with that diagnosis So either you will um, Have to pay for those services Or that might Prohibit some people from Even being able to see you know, Some type of professional help for it So when I talked to my friends And my coworkers about it Pretty much everybody was at the same Agreement and that is You know it's just being um, Irresponsible And having a lot of relationships But when you get caught it gets to be a sexual addiction. So, my opinion, I think it's an excuse, not a diagnosis. Thank you. Mm.
3: Well, thanks for that 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 information, Morris, But I think I'm gonna have to be inclined <laughs> to not agree with you. You go for it girl this <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I lived it, you know, and I uh, I think I'm on a fence. With sexual addiction being a diagnosis and an excuse, I just I, I'm on a fence with it because I've watched it. Um, I've been to um, sexual addiction um, clinics where, um, as far as the wives the wives go. Um, to um, seek counsel, and I guess it's like a grieving um, session, basically, because you're listening to all these different women talk about their husbands' um, um, addiction to porn, addiction to um, sexual addiction, you know, going out, spending money, um, spending extra money, as far as hotel sessions, and you know, they, they it's just like a gambling habit. And this is what they've been talking about, how people spend money on prostitutes and, you know, different things like that. So I, I guess I'm kind of, I'm on a fence with it because I feel like it is an excuse, you know, because you when you have this one partner, which is your spouse, and you can have sex with your spouse, but it just, I, I don't know, I I just... I think that I'm on a fence with that one. So you're on the – I don't
2: quite – I don't quite understand your response, Sash, actually. You say you're on a fence, but you didn't give me but one – you didn't give me but one – Okay. well, one that I understood. So try it again. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. Basically, what I'm saying is when a person, as far as the addiction is is concerned – If they're constantly going out and they're having sex, I was in a session with um, my husband and I was in a session with our um, pastor, and my husband was basically saying how he would bait women in. He would bait them in, and it would be a whole bunch of different women, and he would put them in this little pond. He had a little area, I guess, in his mind that he would put them in his pond. And then when he would go through depression, he would go and have sex with all of these different women at, you know, one time, like not all together at one time, but I mean, you know, he would just go and keep sleeping with these different women. And then he would have these times where he would just stop and just not do it and and call himself trying to have self-control. And then when he'd get to this depression stage again, he would go up and start up all over again. And it would never be, you know, a, a constant thing woman, it will always be, you know, a whole bunch of different women. And, you know, my heart just felt like, okay, um, you know, and when he first asked me if I would go to the sexual addiction clinic, he started going to the sexual addiction clinic, and then, you know, I would see him, you know, really trying, and then he would say, oh, you know, he slipped up again, you know, so that's I guess when it's being done to you, you take it personal because it's it's being done to you, and then you feel like, you know, this is an excuse, this is bullcrap, you know. But then I listened to, um, what is the pastor, well, we was? Um, what is his name, um, the one that had a struggle with porn, and he said that God helped him to overcome. Kirk Franklin. It was Kirk Franklin. Yeah, Kirk Franklin. You know, he said that, you know, he had an addiction with porn, you know, which was, considered a sexual addiction because it's a part of a sexual addiction and it watching porn which you hear about this all the time in churches and you know, different things and people always talking about their husbands addicted to porn, you know, and then they said that God helped them to overcome. So I feel like it can be a spirit where um you know that only God can heal you from. You know. That that's where I was that's where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Do you
2: understand what I'm saying okay. now, or I mean, I understand, you, I understand you better in terms of what you're what you're trying to explain as the way that you see it. But when I hear you say that, I, I I can't help but think that you know if he or whoever chooses to participate in those type of activities, I feel like they make a decision each time they do that. And, um, you know, if the decision is to go and, you know, sleep with multiple people, they're getting something from it. They're getting something from it. So whatever it is that they're getting from it, if it's the excitement of it, if it's the gratification sexually, whatever that is, is enough to pull them back in each time. But I think that they make a conscious decision to do it. They may feel bad about it afterwards, but they make a conscious decision to do it. And I think that's a matter of choice.
3: Right. I do um, believe that when. Oh, go ahead, Tammy. No, I mean, I was
5: just getting ready to give my point. I'm going to let you let you go ahead and finish your thought to, uh, what's our No, let me no, no,
6: show
3: go ahead. you. I want
5: to what you feel about yeah, it. Yeah, lay me yours out. All right, well, um, I am pretty much, uh, my my thoughts are is that it's an excuse as well. Um, the information that I read myself, like Tony, somehow my information wound up displaced. But mm-hmm.
1: what I remember, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Sure, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: What I what yeah. I do remember is is that you know when you talk about sexual addiction, it's the excessive like preoccupation and thoughts that that go along with you know, um, trying to reach a desired effect. And I feel that, you know, when it's kinda of, it's really like I'm 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 more the same side with Janoa's when it comes to uh, it's a choice. It's a choice that you make, um, even though some of the information that I read, you know, they line they line it up with same thing that you deal with, um, drug addiction, eating addiction all right, a person has, it's a matter of choice, depending on the severity of the, you know, the consequences that they have to deal with. And then, all right, am I going to continue to use? Am I not going to use? Okay. Until I get caught, then it becomes like, okay, I'm identifying that it's an issue, but it wasn't an issue for them prior. So I'm, I just feel that, you know, it's an excuse that an individual uses to continue to participate in that type of behavior so they don't have to deal with, the you know, the, the consequences that come along with it, having to be confronted, you know, by their wives or when you get caught, you know, at your job because there are various types of sexual addictions, and I know um, – we are gonna be talking about that later too, um but I just believe that it's a it's an excuse that individuals use just to continue to participate in that you know, in that that activity.
0: Wow, um uh, I mean I'm gonna let Mark Anthony go, but um I I I still don't see how we can accept any vice or sin or compulsive behavior on the planet Except sex. We make decisions when we gamble, we make decisions when we uh overeat, we make decisions when we do drugs, we make decisions when we do anything, and we usually don't stop until we get caught. I smoked weed, did mm-hmm. cocaine and everything for sixteen years. It wasn't until I got caught that it became a problem. So I just have mm-hmm. a pro- I don't understand why everybody in the book, every sin in the book is okay. It's uncontrollable. But sex, oh, no, you're a bad person. It's a bad decision. But before you cuss me out, Mark,
6: lay it out. <laughs> hey, good evening, everybody. It's your boy, Mark Anthony here. And uh, <laughs> I want to I get this definition stuff out of the way right now. Now, sexual addiction can refer to a range of behaviors that are done in excess and ex- mm-hmm. significantly impacts one's life in a negative way. Now, mm-hmm. that is the definition. Okay? Me personally I say it's an excuse. Why? Because nobody in history has ever died from Morton sex or being unable to have it. Wanting something that you don't have and being dissatisfied, even sexually, is a condition that people all around the world deal with every day. They cope with it without losing control, without lying, without cheating, without manipulating, and without proclaiming themselves at an addict. Fellas, i got nothing but love for you, but I'm going to have to put you on blast. You don't pry sexual addiction until you get busted plain and simple, all right, plain and simple, that's that's just the way it is, all right, I still still love you, but you know, we got to keep it real here, we got to keep it real, Tony, I happen to uh, uh, agree with you, it is no reason, no reason for people to claim that they are, and they can't control it, because they can, if they so choose to. Now, again, I feel that it's an excuse because we make decisions on everything we do. Sexual addiction, and those two words, they're almost like an oxymoron because there's nothing wrong with sex. And you can also be addicted to someone. You might be addicted to your wife or your significant other. All right, Ooh. And you love them, oh, yeah. and you just don't get enough of them four, five, ten times a day. Is that wrong? Sexu- you're sexually addicted. Sexual is not wrong. Anything done in uh, excess, again, what makes it wrong? I disagree. I disagree to- totally. But, Tony, I'm going to shoot it back to you. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, nobody has
0: died from <laughs> gambling addiction. But it destroys families. Nobody has that social media addiction. But it wreaks havoc in marriages. You can't you can't gauge it by the medical uh um disposition of it. You have to gauge it by the addiction part on the end of it. Why are we why are we putting addiction in the show titles if it's not an addiction? And if you use the definition of addiction across the board, every show we do, y'all gonna be saying, Well, Alcohol, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I understand he couldn't control himself. And, you know, once he got straight, he was good. And a good guy, he was just an alcoholic. Well, yeah, social media, you know, once they got straight, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, uh, he killed a person, and he was kind of crazy. But once he got straight, you know, blah, blah, blah. But sex, <laughs> you a bad person. Let me tell you, it is the only, that is the only addiction, the only vice, the only sin that a person can, and I'm I'm generally speaking, I'm not conforming this to one particular church or any you can. It, there's a shame to stand up and say I have a problem. And it's funny how you say it's not a, you say it's not a, uh, it's a decision. But do you realize they have sexual anonymous meetings because people don't want to be sex addicts, but they're in there because they want to stop, but they can't stop. It's the same thing as as Cocaine Anonymous. I have attended a Sexual Anonymous meeting, and they and they have a twelve step program. That says the second step is I became I had to uh, uh, accept the fact that I was not in control of my life. That's the second step in Sexual Anonymous. The first one is that I was powerless to to sex to the to the feeling of sex. So to say that it's uh, something that you should do uh, decision wise. It it puts a dagger In the program Of sexual anonymous Sexual addiction It puts a a dagger in that And says everybody's lying Y'all are lying You do have power over it
1: I still say
0: that you're powerless to an addiction An addiction renders you powerless That's why the addiction That's what that addiction part means Powerlessness So if I'm powerless I can make a decision to go out here and rob a bank I can make a decision to go out here and gamble my money away I can make a decision uh, uh, to go out here and, uh, and and smoke crack, but that doesn't mean I want to do it. And the same, thats why these people, Mark Anthony and Janoris—that's why these people are going to Calama. They like going but in But these, these,
1: these programs
2: also—they're going, they're,
0: in- they're <laughs> going in there because they're going. Wait a minute,
2: they're going in there because a lot of them are court water
0: there. Daddy. But go ahead, go ahead.
2: Well, uh, but in these programs, in these twelve that program, there is a, another piece to that, which is the spirituality piece. So, yeah, they admit that they're powerless over it, but they also seek a higher power to help them, you know, get through it. And so right. I
1: think that's that, right.
2: that that's, that's, that's the part that, you know, we need to accentuate. I, I still believe that people have a choice because they have a choice whether or not they're going to surrender themselves to a higher power that can help them to deal with whatever it is that they're doing. So it's still a matter of choice because you don't have to surrender you don't have to surrender to your higher power to God is your choice. You can keep on continuing to think that you can control it or not control it or blame it on the fact that, you know, you can't help yourself. But there are choices, and there's a choice to surrender, surrender yourself to your higher power and act that your higher power helps you to overcome whatever it is, be that drugs, be that food, be that sex, be that whatever it is.
1: I I that, to that, agree and, with that but
5: that also comes in like after a person has uh, has experienced some type of adversity because usually a person won't even come forth to even seek out some type of treatment or even even identify that there is a problem and some 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 consequences come into play so that's that, true, that well what you're saying you know like the spirituality piece in, in making a decision, one has to really accept and acknowledge. First, you have to acknowledge that there's a problem. And yeah. then accept that there is a problem that needs to be worked on in order for you to get better in that area. So when you talk about the spirituality piece, that's also, you know, when you look at it, it's a choice that you make to even come to terms with that there is something greater than myself, that is going to help me through this process because I know without that, I can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. In other words, we're powerless.
0: That's why we need somebody out of us, because we're powerless. powerless. And that means that we can't control it. We'll be right back after this commercial message. I'm right, they're wrong. Hang on, we're going to be
1: right back. (laughs) I'm right, they're wrong. This
3: is the Soul of America
4: Radio. If you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. Worldwide Talk Radio. This is the soul of america radio sexual abuse
0: emotional abuse addictions and depression domestic violence we are breaking the silence healing the pain Remember, if you want to join us on the show, dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 if you want to speak on the air. And now, back to the show, and our hosts, Janoris, Latarsha, and Tammy. And welcome, welcome back to a hot show. And I want to make—I think I got everybody back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're discussing tonight: uh, sexual addiction—is it a diagnosis or an excuse? And um, and so far, we've pounced around the idea of, uh, uh, if, and and we've had several good points brought out on both sides that uh, it is an excuse, and also that it it is an, and and uh, it could be a problem or a diagnosis. And before we went to the break. I was I was explaining something, and I'm gonna get back, and we're gonna start taking calls. We got two online, but I think we set the stage for everybody pretty good. But I, I wanted to say that um, um, I wanted to give out some. Um, I, well, I will do that toward the end of the show, I wanted to give out some statistics first before we get to the callers to kind of kind of give you a, a, a level playing field of where we are with this. And I got this. I like to give the source. It's from addiction, AddictionHope.com. And this is from uh, a leading sex addiction expert, according to the site, Dr. Patrick Kahn. So you can look that up. Now, it says sexual addiction is an addiction that is not hard to develop, and he's going to give some stats. He said, now listen to this. 72 million people worldwide, Internet users, visit adult sites every month. 72 million. Also, about 12% of Total websites are pornographic. That's pretty good. That's about 4.2 million websites, pornographic. That's big business. Okay? Now, let's get into the stats, and we're going to get to the colors. 42.7% of Internet users view pornography. That's almost
1: 20%.
0: 20. The National Council on Sexual Addiction Compulsivity estimated that, listen to this, 6 to 8% of Americans are sex addicts. That boils down to about eighteen to twenty-four million people. Most of them are brothers. Wow. And, and more than 80, I percent. No, I, I threw that in. That was a joke, Mike. That was a joke.
1: More than eighty percent of women who have
0: porn addiction. Take it offline, ladies. Let me repeat that, please. More than eighty percent of women who have porn addiction, women and be point at it. Hello? Take it offline. <laughs> Women, far more <laughs> than men, <laughs> ah, <listen laughs>
1: to this.
0: Women, far more than men, are likely to act out their behavior in real life, such as having multiple partners, casual sex, and affairs. Okay, my last one, and I know they're getting up off the floor, Internet users. Uh-huh. Now, he talks about how and, and listen to this. I'm going I'm to I'm get on the phone. Some researchers of sex addiction claim, this is no proof, that Internet sex is the crack cocaine for the addiction. And this makes sexual addiction a difficult battle to fight because the sexual assimilation is within you. You're really fighting yourself. So that's why I maintain that it's something that um, that is kind uh, of uh, beyond our control. But... Since we have talked about this and we laid a good stage down, how about we let some of the callers come in and weigh in on it, and 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 we're gonna give them a couple of minutes to share. We're not gonna be able to go a long time because we got other callers we gotta to get to. So please limit your sharing to about two minutes. But the first caller is from the big, the bold, and the beautiful—the one and only <laughs>
7: Ebony. Well, hello ladies. Welcome. Thank you for that. And gentlemen, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. Okay.
0: Is a is it a diagnosis or is it a, a an excuse? Sex addiction.
7: Okay, I believe it's a diagnosis. I think that, you know, and I and I and I say this to say that we do have there are there are multiple uh addictions that we can suffer from as human beings, and the reason I say that is because it goes i, I think it becomes an impulsive thing, something impulsive in, inside of you, and sometimes it can't be helped you get the urges you know um I think that even with sexual uh, abusers, They have an addiction, addiction to a child, an addiction to a boy, a girl, what have you, but they have an addiction from something that may have traumatized them as children, and it becomes an addiction because every time you interact or you act on that impulse, it's kind of repeating the abuse that have happened to you. So I look at it as an addiction because I feel like
1: um,
7: some people really don't want to be addicted. You know, you have you have drug addicts that are like I just don't want to get high anymore, but I just I can't. And sometimes that itch is more powerful than. Um, and I'm sure you know people think of it as a as a. As using uh, faith as, okay, pray and God's high power, you know, and some people's faith is not that strong. So you have to meet people where they are. And as they become, once they become to, once they come to the realization that they are indeed addicted or are indeed they have a problem, that's the first step to moving into your truth, walking into your truth and trying to get the help that you need for that addiction.
0: Wow. So you see it as you see it as a diagnosis and you see it as something that once you get to a point where you get to where you can't take it no more or uh, you uh you, you wanna get out of that, you feel like that's the point where you become powerless enough to seek help. That's what you're saying.
7: Yes. Yes. Um I
1: okay. feel like, you know, we So who was agreeing with well, I'm, not agree I don't the only, I'm not agreeing I agree with you, you, at all. <laughs> I you. I think you solo, baby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you solo on this one. I don't I don't I think, think she's solo because I, like I said, I'm on a s I'm on a f I'm on a fence with it. But you're going to have to cheer the
5: side. You can't straddle the fence.
3: I'm sorry, so baby. I got to straddle the I got to straddle.
1: <laughs> well, we have, uh, we have
2: uh, one of the callers that's in the chat room, um, Kay. She, she has responded, and she said something similar to what Ebony was saying, and she said, I think it can be a mixture of both. From my perspective, I feel that if someone has been molested or raped Sometimes they become promiscuous, which causes a person to be addicted to sex, feeling like they have to give themselves to a man or a woman all the time after being violated. Thanks, uh, Kate. We appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate that comment.
0: Now, now, in yes, some cases, uh, and I read this online, it can it can lead to more serious things. Like we know it, it comes through pornography, masturbation, phone sex, cyber sex, prostitutes affairs, strip clubs, voyeurism. Well well, it can even lead to rape and pedophilia. Right. Like you were saying, it can lead to child. So I still agree with with the call. I I I agree with Monique because I don't think people wanna do these things. I didn't, I don't think anybody grows up Mark and saying, Well, you know what, I wanna be a sex addict when I get older. I, I want to but, uh, rape so, uh, I don't think they do that. I don't I think. think that, I do don't, don't think. So you
2: think they're having the an disease, out of yeah. body experience that something is taking over them and making them do it? Like yes. Who, who, yes. who? takes some, who <laughs> takes responsibility for it? You saying yes? Like yeah? Yes, 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 yes. yes. But but that's it so what what happens. That taking the over? That's what are they? Are they the possessed? Is that, that what you're saying? I you uh, don't so, think so. You saying that they're possessed?
0: Is that what I, you're I, saying, Tom? Wait, wait, wait a minute. You don't think a person that is addicted is okay? Let me ask you this first. Is the person speaking a Christian? Is what? Well, well,
6: that's a diff- that's a different story. Okay, that's a that's, that's a different story.
0: No, no, no. I'm not gonna go deep into it. I'm just gonna answer this question with it. I believe a person is addicted. And you ask me if they have something in them. Yes, that's why you have to rely on a higher power. You can't do it alone with any addiction because there's something I you that is wrong. I agree with you. I agree with well, you're well, well, you saying that like agree. I didn't even that's bring up the
2: fact of the higher power,
0: so I don't quite
2: understand why you like, used uh, reiterating that, I mean, that's something that we all agree upon, I believe. But you the statement that you made was like you know, they don't wanna grow up to be this, they don't want to grow up to be that, like somebody is taking over them
3: and making them do all of this kind of stuff. So who hey, is the one that's taking over how we don't know that somebody is taking over and making them do all of this stuff? That's
5: a good question. This is this is their choice. Because, because, I mean, because it's choice. I mean, it's a difference than it you being somebody putting a gun to your head saying you have to do this as opposed to you saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm making a decision. Now, granted, it becomes something that's overwhelming that they can't, you know, they can't get a grip on because of the treatment. I mean, you're making a decision to do it.
1: Even Your if somebody has movie been movie.
5: violated, even if you've been violated as a child, okay, it's that it's it's like it's that feeling that you experience and then it becomes this thing that for most they consider it it's it's
1: classified as it's the normal for them.
5: Because some don't know that it's been wrong. It's they've been wrong. Until they get older and okay. only find out
1: well,
5: what they But it's a matter, I feel like it's
0: a matter of choice. Nick, I appreciate you calling. Thank you for calling, sweetie. Call up and stay online, stay where you are, and listen. And make sure you call back next week because you always get us fired up. And we're running (laughs) into the show now a gentleman that wants to express himself, Mr. Ward, and he gave me these names in this order, Ward Ellington, Jr. How are you doing tonight, sir? Yellow.
6: Wow, it's quite an interesting topic you got going. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Welcome. And, I hear, and I hear some passion. I hear some passion in the expression of the people. <laughs> well, work it and, out. Uh, There's and, a lot of passion. Lots out. of passion. And I think that it's going to be a combination of both elements. If you've got anything that can. Measurably affect the pleasure principle of the brain. Or physically change the nerve synapses in your mind or your nerve endings Ooh. by some type of act. Or if you can receive some type of payoff, you can get addicted to it. Wow. It's like um, we as humans are, are, for the most part, basically. Of the flesh Physical beings Now it might start out physically But you keep dibbling and dabbing You do it more and more and more And the payoff What you get Is what you really yearn for In getting addicted Now once Like anything you keep on doing Repetition, repetition It's going to get old So now The payoff shifts to the ritual. It's not the act oh, itself. I like this. It turns to the rituals. Now, you gotta you gotta get you're gonna get some individuals who gonna get taught by their significant other. And they're gonna figure try to figure out any kind of way to get to redeem themselves and get some points. Baby, I gotta uh-huh. this. Yeah, right. Yeah right. They're They're right. right. Uh, <laughs> I got an addiction I just can't help myself So I'm going to yeah, go right. to this class I got to do anything I can You know quite naturally You're going to have those people who are going to abuse anything <laughs> So it's going to be uh, a, di- a clinically Diagnosed It's clinically it's a, it's a legitimate illness that can be clinically Diagnosed and it's going to be an excuse I just is like a case by case War situation. War
0: Take this out, man. Take this out. Do this for me, because you're making it. You're making good sense. If you had to lean one way or the other, if you had to lean more toward uh, uh, clinical or uh, more toward excuse, which would you do?
6: Man, I'm gonna lean more toward. I'm gonna lean more toward. Okay, like I said before, it's probably going to break down to a, a case-by-case analysis. <laughs> come, 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 on, come on, Come on, brother. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm not going to lead. more. more I'm not going you clear. know, Mr. Warren Ellington Jr., of the people that you
2: know. Warren, I'm, Lord, I'm not going to let him you, bro. Know. They,
0: this,
2: <laughs> make the people that you know. Make is it? a statement one way or the other of the people that you have personal knowledge
6: of. Oh, I don't know anybody who got been diagnosed with a sexual addiction. Uh, you know, is, in, is, in the circle that I'm with, maybe they, maybe they uh, got it and been to seek counsel or something. I don't know. I know some, I know some horse people.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nobody
6: who been to the doctor and got a prescription or got a stamp on the back of their wrist. Say I'm a sex addict. I don't know. I don't know any of those people. Of course, you wouldn't uh, know because only,
2: the people, only, as you just said, who come out and say it is because after they've gotten caught, but those people wouldn't have to explain or plead, baby, baby, baby,
6: to you. But Yeah, now I probably know more people who will go that route. <laughs> <laughs> so is, but, it, is uh, it more of an excuse or a diagnosis? That's what we, I, I want to hear. Excuse, I, diagnosis. In my, my personal brother. experience, I have never... Known anybody who's got diagnosed with sexual addiction? Thank you, my brother. Thank you. All right. I never know. (laughs) I only became aware. I only, I only only became aware of it once when this guy, uh, uh, Eric Benet, when it came down and he got caught cheating on his wife, so so he was a sex addict. Okay, okay. That's when I first
1: heard.
6: I'm like, oh, okay. He just got caught fooling around with He had to come up with something. That's my first yeah, right. initial response. So, but it is something that can be legitimately diagnosed clinically as well. well okay.
5: Well, know, I, as I as stated earlier, you know they have changed the um, and, and the, the DSM five. They no longer list sexual addiction as being a clinical diagnosis. But it was something that they had actually identified in the past as being, you know, clinically diagnosed. So, I, you know, they have reasons for. I don't have the information, but I know that it has been, been removed.
6: Well, uh, according to the information that I got, is um, the DSM five doesn't list it, uh, but it the research does indicate that there's a clear prevalence of adverse sexual behavior that uh, Mm -hmm. is similar in development to uh, chemical addiction, all right? But um, I just want to say this, uh, and I don't want to hear anything from Mr. Stallings at this this point. First of all, your stats that you gave us so eloquently are wrong, all
1: right? Because (laughs) there are many
6: people that go on porn sites that go on there for – educational purposes. There are many people that go on for entertainment purposes. There are people that go on for satisfaction. They don't necessarily have to be sex addicts. Now, yes, porn business is a very big business. It's huge. So for those statistics to try to prove that these people or certain percentage of people are sex addicts, I have to disagree, just totally disagree. Mm-hmm. And
1: and
6: And
1: uh, another thing. And an, uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 Well, I just I just need to ask Mr. Mark Anthony, is that your final answer? <laughs>
6: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That is my final answer. I don't need a phone
3: a okay. friend.
1: Okay. I'm not phone <laughs> a friend.
6: Okay. <laughs>
3: I just had to make sure that was your final answer.
6: Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That That's my final answer. I think, you know, see, I think we really went into trouble when we look at sex itself as being a disease. Okay. That that that's that causes a big problem for me. And as like the gentleman said, anything that you do, once you start getting that payoff, once you start getting that high from it, you continue to do it. And that's where an addiction can begin. So that you want to do it because you want the high. People that gamble, they don't go gambling to win money. They enjoy the high, the feeling, the rush that they get from it. Yes a so, ritual. Yeah, the, the ritual, Right, the ritual Okay, seeing that we're going to be politically correct here But the <laughs> key is this This is, this is what I this is, this is what I truly believe Okay, and why I say it's, it's an excuse Because it is a choice and With any addiction Or with any problem We have to first seek help Alright, we got to identify the problem And then we have to uh, look for help In addressing that problem Because it is a choice it's a choice no matter how you look at it. Hey, we're going right, to we're
0: gonna be right back up this break. We we're going to be right back up this place. 6, 7, 8, to We're hot tonight. We're going to be right back Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Tom Douglas, and I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. Sexual abuse. Emotional abuse. Addictions and depression domestic violence. We are breaking the silence, healing the pain.
2: Let's just put it out there. What do you think? Sex addiction. Is it a diagnosis or an excuse?
1: It's a it
0: depends on the person itself and what we define as sexual addiction. All sexual addiction is not negative.
2: Our topic tonight will be marriage versus living together. Does a piece of paper make a difference? Whoa, whoa! What,
1: what hell of marriage
0: are we referring to here? Let's clarify that. <laughs> so come on you survivors, join us every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern So you can break the silence and heal the pain Right here on SOAR
1: keep on This
3: is the Soul of America Radio
4: 784 9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host Worldwide Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. And welcome
0: back to Breaking the Silence,
4: Healing the Pain.
0: hour. We got a couple of more minutes. We're gonna get we're gonna get another caller in. Three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. We might get be able to squeeze one more person in. And tonight we're talking about sexual addiction. Is it a diagnosis or is it a, a um uh, an excuse, excuse. Face is what everybody's saying. <laughs> So uh, we have another caller on the line That I'm going to
1: welcome And
0: it will be and we got another person I'm going to get to But let's open the line for Sir Charles Charles, are you with us brother? Good evening
1: Good welcome. evening Hello. So What is it? Hi. H- help us out
6: Hey, us what's out. up, Janar? Hey, darling,
2: how are you?
6: I- I'm doing great I have been laughing uh, hysterically listening to the show tonight. And, um, <laughs> I just wanted, I just wanted to call in and, and kind of like give my take on whether or not it's, it, uh, an excuse or it's an, an addiction. Um, uh, I'm leaning more towards the addiction, um, of sex, uh I think people get addicted to sex because there's a there's a void in their life somewhere and they turn to sex uh in order to fulfill that void. Uh let me ask mm. you something. Are any of you familiar with uh, family curses? Curses? curses?
3: Do you yeah.
6: mean generational curses? yeah
3: Yeah, generational yeah. curses. Very familiar.
6: Yeah. Mhm. Well, I, I I firmly believe in, in in generational curses because um these these are things that that started way 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 back in, in, in our family because I know I came from a family where uh. All the way back to great-great-grandfather was, uh, Came to this country Was married And had a family And, and left that family And started a new family Which is the, the new family Is the family that I came from And so all the way down the line There has been uh, this, 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 this sexual addiction and what we began to call it in my family was the, the family disease. That's what—that's what, that's the way we referred to it. Oh, homeboy got that disease. And, and, and I really feel like this thing is real because I mean, and it was pretty bad for both sides of my family, on my mother's side and my father's side.
2: So what do you do about it's it? T-
6: you well, know, uh, the, the the only thing now I'm getting ready to tell on myself. The only thing that I that I was the way I was able to overcome the uh, the problem that I had was I came into the knowledge of God's word, and, and I listened to you all talk earlier about your supreme being, a, your your higher power, and all of that. Well, that's to me, that's the only way that you'll be able to overcome that is to uh, give in to your higher power, whoever that is. With, yeah, so with me, it was so the word of God. So
5: that giving in comes with a decision? Huh? That giving in comes with a decision that has to be made so there's a choice. We can either
6: change Well, to, well or what, what are the reasons that uh, see, this, this thing about a sex addiction it, this this is something new Hello? to to us uh, because the sex addiction has been there all the time, but for a long time it was acceptable Hello? because I know yeah, some right. of them, you, you got brothers and, and uncles that have uh, multiple girlfriends and you know sisters they they thought it was something oh he's just well? crazy he got all these girls Or oh, you knew a girl. That she had multiple boyfriends, and it was nothing, you know, thought about behind that. When you look at a woman that has seven children, and each one of those children have uh, a different daddy, or you look at a man that's got uh, six different, as they call it today, uh, baby mamas. I mean, see, it, it, it's been it's been something that we've accepted. For a long time And so now it's a, a title has just been put to it Sexual addiction But it's something that's been there all the time Hey Charles yeah.
0: I've been muted for the last three minutes Let me ask you something then Because we got to wrap this up um, I, I hear what you're saying And I'm in agreement with you Because I'm the only one that, They've been beating me up over this But let me ask you a question then so I, he- I hear what you're saying about the family, the generational curses. So quickly, can you go, uh, wrap this up if you can. How would you prevent this from being passed on to your children? Because uh, according to what you're saying, it's generational, and so you can expect it to go to your, let, let's say, son. How would you, what would right. you prevent that
6: or help deter that? First of all, if you've been a part, if you've had to deal with this, you see it. You see it in your children. Now, after you see it in your children, it comes your time to sit down and have this conversation, and I mean, be a, a very candid conversation with your children about where this could lead them, and and, and the the, re, the negative repercussions of what. This does to you, right? Because right. there is no right. good ending to it,
0: right? That's true. So overall, you feel it's a it's a diagnosis, and it's, it can never be an excuse, right?
6: No, no, I don't.
0: Okay, yeah. I don't.
6: Well,
0: I, got, I got somebody on my side, man. Charles. Listen, <laughs> you got you got got, <laughs> yeah, you yeah you got I, somebody I on the, your the, side. Parents. I'm really man. I'm serious. They've been on me all night.
6: You marked, man, it's been it's yeah. Been a- I, I man, it's been ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listen to you. They, they've been on you pretty hard. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I, I, I kind of agree with you that this thing is serious. It's just that it's been going on for for centuries, but now we put a title to it and named it what it is and it's a sexual addiction, and, and it, comes from, it comes from generational curses. It comes from uh, uh, something that a person is lacking in their life, be it love, attention, mm. uh, or whatever from their, their parents. or uh, You know, it, it right. can cause a, a, a number of things to launch you into this, this sexual addiction thing because you're looking for something that you will never find.
1: Wow, and that's, that's deep. Da- that's,
6: da- da- that's deep. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, Charles, I really appreciate you calling, man, and, and clarifying and, and speaking what you uh, feel about it. And I agree. And uh, I want to say that we've, we've run out of time, but I think everybody tonight. Uh, gave some pertinent information uh, one, On either side I think I think that uh, uh, Charles uh, 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 Ward uh, put it good too And he said that it can be a little bit of both and, and now that I think about it He had a good point Every caller tonight Every caller that we had tonight Really hit some good points And uh, said some things that made all of us Sort of uh, uh, either irritate us Or change or So I'm going to get the caller To and if you're listening tonight, I would love. I, I, we, we've got some information we want to share with you. Tammy is going to give us some resources. And if you can grab a pencil and paper, if you if you're kind of suffering from this and you're kind of quietly are doing it and and you don't want to tell anybody because folks like Mark and Janoris are going to eat you up, jot this down <laughs> and uh, get this
1: information. Definitely for sure. So
5: Tammy, share what you got with us, Tammy. Um, what I have is is that um, SAMSHA has a 24/7, um, 365 day year treatment referral and information services. So you can call into their national hotline, and it's every it's all confidential. Any information that you discuss is not you know discussed with anyone else. Um, In order to get in contact with them, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. And that's the national hotline, and they'll actually connect you with someone who can assist you, you know, with uh, working through that, you know, working through the process of Healing when it comes to the sexual addiction. Get a number again if you don't mind. The number for the National Sexual Addiction Hotline is one eight hundred six six two four three five
1: seven.
0: Hey. I appreciate that, Sammy's uh, our, our expert on that kind of stuff. She's got a little, <clears throat> a little knowledge, a little in, a little more than some of us guys. And I know me for one. Uh, Mark, Sammy, Sonora, uh, Latasha, we put off another great show. Uh, the debate will go on forever. We can talk, we can talk another hour if we wanted to. Uh, Anthony, because you were strong. That's right. Uh, Charles, thanks for sharing, Ward. Thanks for sharing. And what were you saying?
6: You were wrong. Period. Choice. <laughs> and I would like to thank Kate for coming into the chat room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are true.
6: <laughs> hey, All it's right. your boy Mark Anthony here. I look forward to seeing everybody next week. be over now, but it
1: won't stop help even in my head.